0: Welcome to Worship Power University, an outlet for creatives to experience community, grow in their giftings, and take part in liberated worship. We would love to connect with you, so take a moment and visit our website at worshippoweru.com or connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at worshippoweru. We are so excited about what God is doing in and through you as you walk out your purpose in this earth. Now get ready to hear a powerful, life-changing message inside Worship Power You. mighty name of Jesus Every war he wages he will win I'm not backing down from any giant Cause I know how the story ends Yes I know Yes I know how the story ends victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Say right where you are. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Jesus. You take what the enemy meant for And you turn it for good You turn it for good Yeah You take what the enemy meant for evil And you turn it for good You turn it for good Sing it where you are You take You take what the enemy meant for evil And you turn it for good turn it for good yes lord you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good i'm gonna see i'm gonna see a victory i'm gonna see a victory for the bad see a victory, I'm gonna see a victory, for the battle belongs to you, Lord, hallelujah. Father, we thank you that indeed the battle belongs to you. It's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. So, Father, we put our trust in you. We put our hope in you. We look to you. You are all that we need. You are it. And we put our confidence in you today. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in our midst. We thank you for your word as it goes forth. Let it come forth with boldness, with clarity. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you would just bless your people everywhere. Father, whatever the situation is, whatever we're facing right now, we steady ourselves in your presence. We steady ourselves knowing that you are with us wherever we go. You're right there in the middle of it with us. And God, we just give you thanks. We give you praise. We thank you that you take what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. I thank you for favorable results in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord, that your anointing that destroys yokes will just continue to flow and move, Father. Hide me behind the cross. We don't want to be impressed by my words, but God, it's your word that we need. It's your word that we need. It's your word that will change us, will transform us, and will bring us through. And so God, we just consecrate this time to you. We silence distractions and we turn our eyes to your, to your word and to your spirit and to your leading. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. It is so good to connect with you. Uh, in, in worship and in, in study of the Word. If you have your Bibles, go with me to the book of Second Kings. Second Kings and the fourth chapter. And just a few verses we'll read from verse 1 to verse 7. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1 to 7. Here begins the reading of the Word of the Lord as it is written in 2 Kings chapter 4, 1 to 7. One day... The wife of a man from the Guild of Prophets called out to Elisha, "'Your servant, my husband, is dead. You well know what a good man he was, devoted to God. And now the man to whom he was in debt is on his way to collect by taking my two children as slaves.' Elisha said, "'I wonder how I can be of help. Tell me, what do you have in your house?' nothing she said well i do have a little oil here's what you do said elisha go up and down the street and borrow jugs and bowls from all your neighbors and not just a few all you can get then come back home and lock the door behind you you and your sons pour into the into each container when each is full Set it aside. Pour oil into each container, and when each is full, set it aside. She did what he said. She locked the door behind her and her sons. As they brought the containers to her, she filled them. When all the jugs and bowls were full, she said to one of her sons, Another jug, please. He said, That's it. There are no more jugs. Then the oil stopped. Verse 7. She went and told the story to the man of God. He said, go sell the oil and make good on your debts. Live both you and your sons on what's left. I want to talk to us today on the subject, picking up the pieces. Picking up the pieces. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you for your help. Help us to pick up the pieces. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Picking up the pieces. Now, throughout my time on earth, one of the most difficult occurrences that I've seen people navigate are transitions. Some of us just don't handle them well. Churches, leaders of government, uh, for some reason, we don't do transitions very well. Uh, Another thing that is difficult to deal with is when relationships fall Apart And there's transition. There is change. We just don't do transition very well. And there are many reasons as to why we don't do them well. And there are many reasons why transitions make us uncomfortable. Some people just don't like to rock the boat. And some people become attached to particular dynamics. And for whatever reason, we find it hard to accept when a season is over And when life introduces to us a new dynamic, transitions, it can be hard to deal with transitions when people choose to leave us. It can be hard sometimes to accept the fact that someone has made a conscious decision not to be a part of your life anymore. It's hard as well to have to be the one to make the decision to not be a part of someone's life anymore. But while we know the Word of God and we understand that to everything there is a time and a season and a purpose for everything under heaven, there are some relationships and there are some people that we thought were in it with us for the long haul. Ah, maybe it's a marriage that didn't work out maybe it's a friendship that didn't last maybe it's a church or a ministry we thought we would never leave maybe it's a family member who proved to be toxic and a source of negativity in your life whatever it is we have to trust the timing of God and we have to come to the conclusion that life must go on that's a good one to put in the comments say life goes on tell yourself life goes on life must go on Transition. We're talking about transition. Another transition that is difficult to deal with is the transition that takes place when we experience loss. Uh, if you've ever been on the front row of dealing with loss, then you can recall how hard it was or how hard it still is to accept the fact that your loved one isn't physically there anymore. There's a void, there's a gap in your life, and there comes a point where you realize that if you don't pick up the pieces, the mess will stay on the floor. If you don't pick up the pieces, the mess will stay on the floor. In other words, there comes a point where you realize that you have to get yourself together, regroup, recalibrate, because if you don't, things will only get worse. Sometimes we become so broken that things are actually getting worse Things are falling apart and things are falling through the cracks and we reach a point where our own strength has failed us and we end up in a rut, we end up in a hole and we are at the point where if God doesn't come through. My God, I don't know what I'm going to do. Have you ever been there at a point where if if God doesn't show up, if God doesn't make a way, if God doesn't intervene, if God doesn't step in, I don't know what I'm going to do. Smack dab in the middle of a mess. God, I can't see my way. God, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. God, I don't know how to go on. I don't know how to move forward forward. Onward and upward because the pain of the past is keeping me from remembering that You have good plans for me. Ah, The pain of the past is keeping me from fixing my eyes on Jesus. The pain of the past is keeping me from moving forward. The pain of the past is keeping me from moving onward. The pain of the past is keeping me from moving upward. But life must go on. My God, how did this pain become a part of the plan? Lord, heal me from the pain. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. And I've come to remind somebody today that even though there is pain in the process the promise is greater than the pain come on somebody the promise is greater than the pain even though it hurts you will smile again even though it hurts you will live again even though it hurts you will make it through even though it hurts life goes on picking up the pieces i've come to remind someone today that it's time to move forward onward and upward and the thing is some of us have left the floor messy and left the mess on the floor long enough and if your situation is going to improve you have to realize today it's on you three words it's on you tell yourself it's on me it's on me if i'm going to pick up the pieces i got to come to the point where i realize that it's on me I've got three points and I'm gonna get out the way. The first thing you have to realize that it's on you to trust that God knows how to handle a mess. I'm gonna say that again. It's up to you to trust. It's on you to trust that God knows how to handle a mess. This lady in our text, the Bible calls a wife of a man from the Guild of Prophets. We're just going to call her for the purpose of the sermon today we're going to call her the wife of a man and this wife of a man had a problem and this was her way of going to God with it you see there's a difference between leaving the mess on the floor and actively engaging with God regarding a solution you can put a demand on God to fix it and what do I mean by that? I mean you can tap into the promises of God and into what He says about you. I mean, say what He said. Remind yourself about what the Lord has said. What am I talking about? I'm talking about reminding yourself about what the Word of God says about your situation. Let's look at some scriptures. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10 says, And the God of all grace, who called you to His eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while will himself restore you and make you strong, firm and steadfast come on somebody Isaiah forty thirty one says they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings like eagles they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint wait I say on the Lord my God and be of good courage and he will strengthen thine heart Psalms thirty four nineteen says many are the afflictions of the righteous but the Lord delivers him out of them all the prophet is dead and his seed has been selected for slavery because of his outstanding debts that doesn't look like god that doesn't look like favor that doesn't look like blessed going out and coming in ah the Bible says I was young and now I'm old but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread I come to tell you today it's on you to stand firm on the word of God and know that God knows how to take care of a mess ah hallelujah whether your life is a mess whether your friend's life is a mess whether your mom's a mess whether your kids are a mess whether you're a hot mess God knows how to handle a mess and listen to me there are some people in some situations you just don't need to take on don't get caught up in everybody's mess and trust that god knows how to handle it god knows how to get what he wants to get out of you god knows how to get what he wants to get out of them some people have to have to go through the wilderness for 40 years just to get it right i've come to realize that you can't help everybody some people just have to go through that process to, to be, for them to get it right don't worry God knows what he's doing they will get it right it's on you to trust that God knows how to handle the mess the second thing you got to know is it's on you to know what's on you it's on you to know what's on you I'm anointed for this I'm not anointed for that I can offer you my perspective on this but I can't make you get it right. I can bring the horse to the water but I can't make the horse drink. Could it be that the first thing you need to understand about picking up the pieces is not to touch the pieces? Hands off of it. Could it be that the first thing you need to understand about picking up the pieces is not to touch the pieces? Could it be that you are burnt out and stressed out because you're going about this thing all wrong? You've gotta be careful because people will try to put files across your desk that don't belong to you. Jesus puts it this way, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovering of the sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised to preach the acceptable year of the lord this is what i'm here to do that's what jesus says this is what i'm anointed to do this is what i have permission from the father to do now we have a problem because we have folks out here doing what they don't have permission from the father to do hello that's a message for another day it's on you to know what's on you this wife of a man went to Elisha and with her predicament and Elisha said to her I wonder how I can be of help can I talk to a group of rogue ministers for just a moment you don't have to answer every call you don't have to take every opportunity that comes your way Oh, I get these calls, Pastor Jermaine. Can you come and do this? Can you do that? I wonder. Alicia, Alicia said, "I wonder." Pastor Jermaine, can you sing at this building rally? This fundraiser. Can you do this? Can you do that? Can you meet me? Can you do this? Can you contribute to that? Can you? I wonder. Alicia said, "I wonder how I can be of help." Listen to me. If you would just start wondering, maybe you wouldn't be so burnt out and oh my god if you would just start wondering if the call comes in and you just start wondering maybe you wouldn't be so spent um your face may be on every flyer you may have all the patties and the pop you can ever dream of you may be popular but you have no power i wonder what can i do to help you might you might want to be popular but you have no power because you didn't stop to wonder my God, you didn't stop to wonder. Elisha said, I wonder how I can be of help. Let me pause and see if I'm anointed to respond to this. Let me pause and see if I have God's permission to proceed. Uh, this reminds me of the story of David when he was contemplating battle. He went to God and said, shall I go up? Will you deliver the Philistines into my hands? And God says, go up for you shall you shall, you shall overtake them all that's the Bible but God I need permission I need to know is this my assignment my God I need to know is this what you called me to do Elisha said I wonder how I can be of help tell me what do you have in your house nothing she said well I do have a little oil in knowing what's on you I want to encourage you to take another look at what you have. Ah, take another look at what you have. It's in God's nature to use the seemingly unseemingly. It's in God's nature to to use the ones whom folks tend to look over. It's in God's nature to champion the underdog. What do I have in my house that I'm overlooking? what do i have in my house that i'm not paying attention to who do i have in my house that i'm overlooking what do i have that i don't that i'm not giving its due regard what is it that i have that i can bring to the table god is calling your attention to it today god says i'm about to blow your mind with the little that you have it's little to you but it's everything to god Verse 3 in our text, he says, here's what you do, said Elisha. Go up and down the street. Borrow jugs and bowls from all your neighbors. And not just a few. All you can get. Then come back home and lock the door behind you. You and your sons. Lock the door behind you. You and your sons. Pour oil into each container. And when each is full, set it aside. Verse 5, so she did what he said. She locked the door behind her and her sons. As they brought the containers to her, she filled them. When all the jugs and bowls were full, she said to one of her sons, Another jug, please. He said, That's it. There are no more jugs. Then the oil stopped. She went and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil. Make good on your debts. Live both you and your sons on what's left. My last point. It's on you to embrace the Father's affirmation. You'll see where I'm going with this. It's on you to embrace the Father's affirmation. Now, there are so many sermonic thoughts and nuggets that we can suggest through the act of this wife of a man going up and down the street, borrowing bowls and jugs. You know, we can talk about the idea of getting beyond our comfort zone. We can talk about what it takes to get outside of ourselves and move past comfort and move past what, what, what feels good and what what seems good ah i'm that that we really got to catch up because that was for yesterday we've got to graduate past the idea of getting past our comfort zones you know i could tell you to get out of your comfort zone but whether you like it or not we are living in a time where we have to do things differently life has been set up so that we have been thrust out of our comfort zones so this woman had to do some some uncommon thing. She had to start knocking on some doors. And I'm sure people looked at her like she was crazy. I'm sure people were like, What? I don't have nothing to lend you. You can't. But this woman had to get outside of herself and maximize her resources and realize that if I don't do this, if I don't pick up the pieces, then something's gonna happen. Then my sons are gonna go to slavery. She had to get it done because there was so much at stake. She had to pick up the pieces. She couldn't stay stuck on the death of her husband because not only is he dead but his legacy is at stake my God the man of God left her in debt and now the creditors are coming to put his legacy his seed in slavery and I want to alert you to the fact today whoever you are wherever you're watching this from the enemy is not just after you the enemy is after your legacy my God, have you ever been in a situation or heard of a situation where someone used someone to get to someone else? You look too much like God and the enemy wants to keep you scattered, uncertain and stuck. Your legacy is at stake. He's coming after your legacy. He's not a it's not about the you. He's about what can come from you. He's about what can last beyond you. He's after your legacy. And these creditors were coming after this man this man of god they were coming after his legacy and this woman had no choice but to do what she had to do to do whatever it took whatever it took to make sure that she does that she protects his legacy she protects her children and when i think about the the, the idea that there is there is enough left to live off on you know there's Enough, the oil stopped, and the Elisha the, 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 said to them, Sell what you have and live off of the rest. When I think of that, I think of God the Father. I think of the responsibility of a father, and I think about the, 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 the propensity of a father to provide. I think about the propensity and the assignment of a father to provide for his children, and we think about that got me thinking about just the different dynamics that people face children face you know some of us are have um, some people have to deal with absentee fathers you know there are many reasons why fathers are not in in the lives of people there are many reasons why our fathers aren't there whether they've transitioned or in the text of this case it's because the father died but for some of, for so many reasons there's so much dis- there is it's a very common thing to be disconnected from your father But the psalmist says God is a father to the fatherless. God is a father to the fatherless. And so he has made provision. He takes what the enemy meant for evil and turns it for good. He makes sure that these sons and this woman, this wife of a man, has enough left to live on. And you have a responsibility. It's on you now with all your daddy issues with all whatever your situation is i don't know i don't know what the situation is i don't know why your relationship with your father isn't ideal isn't isn't a fairy tale or isn't what you know what we would like it to be i don't know but it's on you to embrace the affirmation from your heavenly father it's on you to receive his love it's on you to accept that he so loved you that he gave his only begotten son that you yes you might have life he did it just for you and if he had to do it all over again he would do it just for you ah you want to pick up the pieces you want to move past tragedy you want to move past trial you want to move past pain and past hurt you want to pick up the pieces you got to do it with your father's affirmation because there's something about the blessing of a father there's something about the pronouncement of a father over his children and we believe the report of the Lord whose report will you believe your heavenly father says you are healed your heavenly father says you are free your heavenly father says you are whole you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus somebody give God praise for who you are that's who you are You've got to embrace his affirmation he says you are more than a conqueror he says you are victorious through Jesus Christ he says you can make it he says you can take it whatever comes your way whatever situation whatever happens God says you can make it pick up the pieces it's on you it's on you it's on you to trust that God knows how to handle a mess it's on you to know what's on you know what God has called you to do know what you are anointed to do know what you are gifted to do and it's on you to embrace the father's affirmation it's on you this woman had no choice she couldn't stay depressed she couldn't stay down she couldn't mourn her her husband and be stuck in that she had to pick up the pieces recognizing that there is something at stake recognizing that a legacy is at stake ah they're coming to take my son to slavery to cut off legacy to cut off a godly legacy i want to encourage you invest in things that are going to outlast you legacy there is a cause pick up the pieces legacy you will make it through, but you got to think about legacy. Every decision from here on out, you've got to keep purpose, keep vision, keep destiny, keep legacy in mind. It's on you. Pick up the pieces. In Jesus' name, let's pray together. Oh, Father, we thank you today. We thank you that you are able, that you are a restorer you are a restorer. You are a redeemer. And Father, we look to you today for restoration in Jesus' name. I pray for any person who was watching or listening, Father, that is dealing with a mess, that is dealing with a situation beyond their control. God, I pray that you would help, 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 help. Help us to trust that you know what to do. Help us to look to you for guidance, to look to you for direction, to look to you for 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 the way forward in Jesus name God I pray that you would help us to realize what's on us help us to cherish and, and understand and process the anointing that is on our lives God not so that we can that we can run around church and kick down benches God but so that we can know what we have permission to do that we can know where we where we belong we can know what we have pl- what you have placed for us to do God God we know that we are here for a purpose and for a reason and so God help us to discern that help us to realize it in the name of Jesus help us to protect our legacy help us to protect um that which you have placed inside of us we thank you that there will be no abortions but God we will bring the vision to full term we will bring this thing through we will push this thing out whatever it is that you have placed inside of us God whatever the dream whatever the vision whatever the destiny whatever the purpose we thank you that you that we will it will come to pass it will come to term in the name of Jesus it will produce fruit that remains we shall produce fruit that remains in the name of Jesus we look to you father we see victory we see we see forward focus God in the name of Jesus and God we we embrace you We embrace you. We receive your love. We receive your peace. We receive your joy. We embrace you in the name of Jesus. We thank you in Jesus' name for what you're doing in the lives of of your people. We're picking up the pieces in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Yeah. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Come on, say it over yourself right now. You take, you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Yeah. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. Yeah. You turn it for good. Thank you for joining us. We would love to hear about the impact that Worship Power You has made on your life. Send us a message on our website at worshippoweryou.com or on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter at worshippoweryou. We look forward to seeing you at one of our worship experiences. So stay connected and plug in to what God is doing at Worship Power You. May God bless your creativity and empower you as you worship.